can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 144 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about poor posture and how it affects your body, specifically talking about thoracic kyphotic posture with a forward head. And we had so much information here that I broke this up into a two-part series. So today will be part one, and we're going to be um, talking about how poor posture can affect your body how a forward head thoracic kyphotic posture can affect the anatomy. And we'll talk about that in a little with some specifics. We'll talk about how it affects your breathing and how it contributes to pain and its decreased overall efficiency and muscular efficiency throughout your body and so much more. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. All right, all right, here we go. We're going to be starting with why people have a forward head or thoracic kyphotic type posture, and we'll talk about some of the causes. Now, there are so many different reasons why people have poor posture, but let's give you the uh, the meat and potatoes. Um, first of all, let's get this one out of the way. Some people are born with structural deformities of the cervical and thoracic spine that cause them to have a forward head or thoracic kyphotic type posture, like Schuerman's disease or pectus excavator. Bottom. But these are very, very rare. You know, we typically don't see these in our offices. Uh, and sometimes these have to be managed surgically. So let's talk about things that, you know, we can affect and that we can help change. Um, so the next, and I think this is really the biggest reason why people have a forward head type posture or thoracic kyphotic posture is gravity. Okay, so gravity is always pushing down on us. And your head weighs, you know, on average between 11 and 13 pounds and think about the next one which is which are your daily habits okay number 3 daily habits like eating drinking driving dealing with your children um maybe you have a pet you're always looking down maybe you're a surgeon you're always in a forward bent position or even a hygienist um you know our face is on the front of our heads and so we are always doing something in front of us if it's eating smelling seeing communicating we're always in this forward bent position pretty much and then gravity is pushing us down and we're trying to fight that all the time um so 
that is, you know, one of the biggest reasons why we have a forward head or thoracic kyphotic type posture. Now, you can develop some poor postural problems um, because of poor exercise program design. You know, some people just get a little too excited about doing um, pecs and flies and anything that strengthens the anterior part or the front part of the chest, um, and we don't do enough back. And so we have an imbalance, and so we're over-strengthening the front and not strengthening the back enough. And that can always lead into a forward head thoracic kyphotic type posture. Um, the next one would be a bad ergonomic setup at work. You know, maybe your monitor height is not good or you're using a laptop and so your monitor and keyboard are pretty much next to each other. So you're always looking down. Um, sometimes, you know, the wrong types of glasses while you're uh, at your uh, computer could be a big factor here. And um, the next one would be, you know, stress. And sometimes uh, stress alone can cause a lot of stiffness and tightness and, uh, you know, muscle spasms will cause you to have poor posture. Now, remember that if you have a lot of stress in your muscle and it's not functioning very well, it will become weak. As it becomes weaker, we tend to not be able to hold ourselves up very well. Okay, so, you know, Relaxation is very, very important, especially when trying to treat people who have chronic myofascial problems uh, and a forward head uh, type uh, position. The next thing that we see an awful lot of nowadays is that technology. Technology is like using cell phones or um, iPads, uh, any device where you are forward flexed, looking down all the time. Uh, we really uh, try to encourage not doing that or to get those devices elevated. Um, I can pretty much guarantee you we are going to be seeing an awful lot of uh, cervical spine problems in the future, things like thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, we're going to see a lot of impingement in the shoulders uh, and and just chronic cervical spine pain. I just look at people, they're always looking down now, um, and uh, really we need to try to help minimize that. Uh, the next factor that contributes to a forward head thoracic hyphotic type posture is age. So as we get older and develop some osteoporosis, Maybe the, um, the the vertebral bodies uh, start to compress a little bit. Some people will fracture and the front will settle down. The discs, as the discs desiccate or become, um, quote unquote, dried up a little bit, uh, they'll notice, you'll notice that the anterior spine will start to collapse while the facets on the backside are still holding up. So therefore, the um, thorax will fall into a, a kind of a flexed or rounded position. The next factor um, could be, you know, being pregnant or overweight. When the pelvis goes into an anterior pelvic tilt, the thoracic spine tries to compensate by becoming kyphotic. Um, and then when your thoracic spine becomes kyphotic, guess what? Your cervical spine goes into hyperextension. And that's never a good situation. So, you know, you know, it, it's inevitable. If, you, if you're pregnant, you're going to have some abnormal stresses on your posture. Uh, and if you gain weight, same thing. Um, so, you know, keep that into consideration. Now, I want to talk a little bit, you know, briefly here about active and passive insufficiency. And I know I've talked about this in the past. And on my YouTube channel, I get lots and lots of comments about active and passive insufficiency because it can be somewhat difficult to 
you know, understand technically, but I want to try to make it as, as simple as possible today. And then I'll also have links to the videos on active and passive insufficiency and even an example. So you can go to YouTube and, and just, or click on the link, go to YouTube and take a look at what I mean by this. Okay. So basically, um, you know, lengthened muscles or shortened muscles are inefficient. They don't work very well, okay? So if you extend your elbow all the way and you try to pick up a five-gallon pail of water, it's going to be very, very difficult with your elbow fully extended. But if you flex the elbow to about 45, 50 degrees, that muscle, that bicep muscle and brachialis are in a maximal position to work, and they will be a lot stronger, okay? So the same thing, if you think about your postural muscles, your neck muscles, if they are lengthened for a long period of time, they are not very efficient. They're not going to be able to hold you up or crane your upper body against gravity very well. And therefore, they become fatigued and overworked. And then you'll end up with problems like sustained postural stress. Um, so I talk about this concept a lot uh, with patients. And, and if you look at the video, I have a little demonstration about you know doing the okay sign in different positions and weakness in the muscle groups in certain positions, um, I explain this to patients so that they have a better understanding of why I am trying to treat them for their postural issues. Okay, so that's very important. So next, I want to talk about, you know, what poor posture can cause, you know, why do we need to deal with poor posture? Um, and so the first thing I always think of is sustained postural stress. Okay, so if you're upper traps, levator scap, you know, erector spinae muscles, your cervical spine muscles are stagnant in either a lengthened or a shortened position for a long period of time. Um, you're not getting good blood flow in, you're not getting good blood flow out, you're not getting rid of um, the metabolites and the waste product that is being produced when you use those muscles, and therefore um, you develop chronic pain. Uh, muscles that are not moving will generally um, change their fiber types and start to develop some discomfort over time. Okay, Poor posture can also contribute to temporomandibular joint dysfunction or TMJ issues. Um, you know, just paint a ceiling for two hours. Try it sometime. I mean, um, you get done that and your jaw just does not sit well together. Um, once you've done that, it takes quite a while for it to recover. And we know that like when we see patients with temporomandibular joint issues, um, we place them on posture programs and uh, they generally do much better with that. It's not just about treating the joint, but treating the posture and getting the head over the shoulders and decreasing kyphosis um, is very important. Um, the next thing that we see an awful lot of is shoulder impingement. Okay, so what I, I might have done this with some of you in the past. So if, if you are new to OrthoEvalPal, um, I'm going to have you do this again. So while you are sitting there, again, don't do this if you are uh, riding your bike or driving your car, but um, if you're just listening to this, and uh, you're just out walking or, or just sitting there listening, I want you to sit down and bring your shoulders back, okay? And when your shoulders are back, so like scapular retraction, I want you to flex both shoulders up overhead, and you'll notice how easy that is. Next, I want you to bring your shoulders together, like in front of you, and try to elevate your shoulders. And you'll notice that you're not gonna get as high because you are just getting this natural bony impingement at the subacromial space. So lots of people who have rotator cuff issues also have postural issues. 
So almost all of our rotator cuff patients um, and shoulder patients are placed in a, um, a thoracic kyphosis reduction program. Next, cervical facet syndrome. Just think about this. If your thorax okay, is going into a kyphotic position or forward flexing and the cervical spine has to hyperextend so that you can see ahead and move ahead and uh, maintain uh, you know, some center of gravity, your uh, cervical facets are going to get impinged back there. Okay, and um, along with the cervical facet impingement, you're going to have some femoral encroachment that happens back there. So you want to uh, make sure that you try not to fall into or don't allow your patients to fall into that position because it can cause some long-term issues. We'll see a significant loss of cervical spine range of motion because the facets become compressed when the cervical spine is in too much extension, uh, and therefore patients will say, ah, my noise is noisier than it's ever been, which is quite common, but um, a, a cer an accentuated cervical lordosis can cause this and cause loss of motion just because you're physically compressing those joints. Um, the next thing we see is some difficulty breathing. So if people are in a forward head, rounded shoulders type posture, you'll have difficulty breathing. So, I mean, just try this yourself. Slouch and get into a poor posture. Let your head and shoulders drop forward and yell as loud as you can. And then take your shoulders and bring them back. Get your head up over your shoulders in a nice, good, upright posture and yell again. And you will notice that you are going to be able to yell and produce a lot more pressure uh, when you are upright. And so that can be very important, especially if people have COPD or breathing issues. Um, they can, Doing postural exercises can really help them uh, in regards to their breathing. The next thing I see a lot of uh, with people who have poor posture, especially of the uh, upper half, are headaches. Uh, remember that 70 to 80% of headaches are come from posterior cervical muscle tension. Okay, so most of the time this is a muscular problem. Most all of our headache patients go through a postural program as part of their treatment. Now we don't we do a lot of specific treatment to the posterior cervical spine muscles, but we also implement that that program, especially home exercises for thoracic kyphosis reduction. And then oftentimes we'll see people with low back pain who have this forward head and thoracic kyphotic type posture because think about it, you know, your head and shoulders are ahead. Um, your lumbar spine is going to take up a little bit more pressure and have to really work hard uh, and it's just not very um, efficient. Your brain wants your body to be as level as possible when you walk and when you move. And um, if your head and shoulders are forward, your low back is going to take up a, a lot of that load. And uh, so another reason um, for doing this. So, you know, with posture contributing to so many of these issues, um, it's important to look at your patient's posture and address it. Okay, treating posture is kind of like you know smoking cessation. You stop smoking, well, you take in more oxygen. You have decreased risk of cancer. You have decreased risk of cardiovascular disorders. You have decreased risk of stroke. Um, you improve your breathing, and, and I mean there are so many um, issues that can be taken care of by addressing one problem. And so I, that's how I look at postural issues. So I really make sure I take a peek at that and address that. Um, you know, and doing this, uh, this one thing can help so many other problems. So 
Folks, I hope you all uh, liked today's show. I apologize for the audio. My microphone broke just before I got started, and I really wanted to get this show on and didn't get a chance to get a new one. So um, hopefully the next time uh, I do a show, it's going to be a little bit on the clearer side. Uh, stay tuned for episode 141, part two of this uh, postural program. We're going to talk about um, how to correct postural issues. And um, you know, be sure to check out our how-to video library uh, on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. And make sure that uh, you sign up for our email list so that uh, you get the latest information from OrthoEvalPal. I hope you all have a great day and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to OrthoEvalPal.com. Can't wait to see you there.